0: Hello, and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Once again, we have with us in the studio office, Scott Stevens, County Administrator for James City County. Welcome, Scott.
1: Hey, it's always good to be here. So welcome, uh, or thank you for having me again, I Absolutely.
0: Guess. Well, so I have to tell the folks listening at home, we not only is it the two of us in the studio today, we have two video cameras in here as well. I can see that. Yes. So we're pretending like everything's normal. And we're going to try to run this on YouTube and on the county channel, perhaps, right, and great. you know, get some more viewers and more listeners out there. That's so, right,
1: sounds good. We'll see how it goes.
0: See how it goes. Great. Well, first of all, we just had Thanksgiving. Did you have a good Thanksgiving?
1: I had a great Thanksgiving. You know, I keep it pretty simple for my family and friends, and I hope others enjoyed the season as well. Really, weather was a little. Sp- Touch and go. It's A day pretty nice, and then rainy not so nice, and then a day pretty nice, but a very very nice time on my side. So I hope you did, and everyone else here in James City County did as well.
0: Very good. There were lots of people out shopping and spending money in James City County. That was good to see.
1: That's good for a lot of reasons, but I agree.
0: Yes. Very good. All right. So we've had a couple board meetings since you and I sat down the last time. What's going on?
1: You know, there I think seems to be a lot of activity, and I don't intend to cover everything, but I did want to pull out at least a few of the items that I think would be of most interest to the community. And if there are other things out there, would always encourage people to call and ask questions. We'd be happy to talk through that. Uh, we did meet with our uh, state delegation, so the, and I know our county attorney, Adam Kinsman, is going to talk more about that in a future podcast, mm-hmm. but really good conversation. I do want to thank our representatives from coming. We had Senator Norman, Senator Mason, Delegate Mullen, Delegate Pogey. I really do appreciate having an hour of their time. I think it's really good for our elected officials to have them in a room together, and they seem very gracious, and they think it's worth their time as well as what mm-hmm. they've told me. Um, the biggest thing in terms of something probably moving from that is that we do have some issues with junk vehicles on relatively small lots that we have a hard time addressing that and so we are seeking some legislation that would help us do that so we keep James City County looking better and we'll see how that moves there's been some discussion in previous years uh, but more to come on that and then some related to pets and those kinds of things that again I think you'll cover in more detail at another time. Uh, Probably one of the bigger things for the community is recycling uh, yeah. We did have conversations with the Board of Supervisors. Uh, recycling, we currently pay the cost, meaning we, the county, pay just under $2 per resident that recycles for about 25,000 households. So most of the county, uh, if you receive recycling, we're paying for that service, hit um, a cost just under $2 a month. Uh, recycling nationwide is struggling in terms of it being a commodity, meaning you can sell the recycled materials after you pick them up, uh, at least in the paper um, and glass side of it for okay. sure. I think the the metals still have pretty good markability, the plastic somewhat, uh, but All of that is driving prices higher. And so we're we're through a regional group that we refer to as Mm -hmm. Vipsa, that has done the recycling for many local governments in the area. And we're rebidding that contract. And the price increase is going to be significant. And Mm -hmm. significant means uh, about three and a half times where we are. So we're, we're currently doing it for a little less than $2 a month. The cost is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of $6 or a little more per month. And so that half million dollars the county is currently spending on recycling will turn into almost $2 million. And so the discussion with the Board of Supervisors is, is how do we pay for that? Do we continue to do that through the general fund or tax fund or do we pass on some of that cost to the residents that want to recycle? Right. And so there is a state mandate requirement to reduce and do 25% reduction of waste. And so we'll continue to keep that out there because that's important to recycle. But I do think there'll be some type of cost sharing with residents that want to do that. So more conversation. It's not a final decision yet. If people have questions or concerns. Please ask them to call. But if that final cost ends up being $6 a month, and we're currently paying around 2 I think they'll see a a 3 to $5 a month charge if they want to continue recycling that residents have an option to pay. So if they don't pay it, they wouldn't recycle. If they do pay it, they would continue to receive their curbside service as they do today. So
0: Now, is the convenience center included with this
1: the convenience center is separate so we okay. would continue to run that and for folks that choose to instead of paying a monthly fee they just want to bring it to the convenience mm-hmm. centers we certainly would accept it there and we okay. encourage that and then okay we're, we're way ahead of getting good information out so i don't want to get people too spun up right but right. i also want to know we've talked about it with the board of supervisors it has been at their recent work session uh, in november and so I do want input and people know what's going on. We still have a few months before we'll have the final answer in terms of how we might do the billing or how mm-hmm. we might collect that money or what that fee would be. Uh, our deadline for pushing is to, in the VIPSA, the one that is providing recycling to us as a region, uh, is negotiating a contract. They need some lead time on changing our contract if that changes, okay. which is June 30th to July 1st. But a vendor would need time to staff up or get prepared. And so we are going to be asking the Board of Supervisors to consider a contract with VIPSA uh, in the January timeframe. So okay. that that's the deadline pushing. Some of the other logistical pieces we can work through as long as we know what that cost will be
0: okay so, all right what else yeah
1: more to come there uh mail issues not so much a board action item but just an item for me we've heard from a number of residents that hey our mail's not doing right we are reaching out to the post office so really just an awareness uh for the community to at least know we're we're talking about that uh before i forgot the mail issue out there it was a comment made by one of our supervisors would we look into that certainly we don't control the mail right but we certainly are working to see if we can get an answer i don't have it yet but we are have reached out, and we'll see what we can find that we can share with the community as well. So, if folks are having mail issues. I would encourage them to call the post office and speak with them directly. Okay. Uh, but we are trying to do it for the broader scope and see what's there. Okay. Um, other uh, board uh, action items: the Ambler House uh, down at Jamestown Beach mm-hmm. area. Um, We have awarded a contract for almost half a million dollars that's going to renovate the exterior and put it back into good condition on the outside and historically good condition. Uh, One, that'll protect it. We don't quite know the use for that structure yet, although I think there'll be a beneficial use in the days to come. But it is a structure that we have determined is worth saving and salvaging. Mm -hmm. And so uh, to get the exterior in condition where, one, it looks better, but more importantly, it's weatherproof again. Uh, uh, is important in that contract. The board did let at their um, November 13th meeting. So that work ought to begin in the near term uh, with hopefully springtime. You'll see a lot of activity in that that structure looking better. And then more importantly, as I said, being um, weatherproofed again, so it doesn't deteriorate any further.
0: And I believe that Ambler House is in the National Historic
1: Register of Places. I think or- you're correct. And mm-hmm. I, should, I should know that but, uh, well,
0: you have been here a whole month. So. Well, yeah, well, I'm working on two months <laughs> oh, now. Oh, so It's coming you along. Are.
1: We're rounding up. Uh, but things are coming along very well. And I think you're absolutely right about that in the Ambler House. And then the final, I guess, large item I'd want to just mention is the school uh, year uh, year-end spending plan, where they have their year, which closed out in June 30th, and they had a surplus of funding. Mm-hmm. They have historically have asked the Board of Supervisors to fund some items that are needed within the differing schools. And so we have had some debate that, again, at their November 13th. The board deferred action on it, asking some questions, which we're getting responses, or actually have already received those responses, uh, about the funding. And overall, it's just under $2 million of sort of Excess money that they're asking to spend on various items. Uh, percentage of their budgets probably around 2%. Their budget right around $100 million. So it's a fairly low excess that they have in terms of percentage. But items they're talking about are improvements to school entrances, replacement of some buses, some bleachers, textbooks, um, trucks, snow removal equipment for school sites, uh, Warhill track improvement, um, a well removal that's at one school system that's no longer needed, that just is a safety concern of getting rid of a sort of a hole in the ground or that mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And so things that I think are reasonable things, and that's what the board is working through. Are they items that need to be replayed. And, and again, getting answers to that. And I think you'll see the board consider that again at their December meeting, but a lot of discussion on that item. And is it one, why do they have the leftover money? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a reasonable question. Um, and two, what are they going to use it for? And so those are conversations that the board is, is having.
0: For our listeners, I think quite often people misconstrue the relationship between the county and the schools, particularly as it pertains to budget. Can yes. you
1: talk about that? Well, I can to what I know in two months. Okay. Um, uh, as you know, there is some state funding for schools. And as I understand, they're, they're a very s- small part of the budget overall. We, James City County, and then Williamsburg jointly fund the schools where James City County is funding about 90% of it, Williamsburg about 10. Okay. And then the state comes in and pays some of the salary side. So we fund all the capital side, all the buildings, all the maintenance items, and then some of the salaries. And we we mirror up with the state and and they help on some of the salaries as well. Okay. But it's a significant part of our approximately two hundred million dollar budget, a hundred million of it are very close to that of schools. Okay. A very large part. So it is significant in in our um, budgeting and what people are paying through their their property taxes. And so that's one of those things that in a growing community, schools are going to outgrow what they have. And that's another part of our discussion that's going on and will be more of the joint meeting with uh, between the various school boards, uh, the Williamsburg City County and the James City County Board of Supervisors. It's happening December 6th, I believe. Okay. Uh, so that meeting is scheduled. It is December 6th, just confirming my notes. Uh-huh. Um, and there'll be more discussions about the need for more schools and the capacity of the current schools and there's been a lot of discussion over the last six months going on about what's the right when, when do you add a school right it's a right. significant expense to add a school so when you don't want to do that just to do it you want to do it when the demand's here so that we don't have students in trailers for a significant or extended periods of right. time and I do think in a growing community that's going to continue to be a problem and fortunately we are a growing community right. and that's that's a that's a plus in mm-hmm. most every way, but it does come with some capital expenditures to meet that need and schools being a big part of that. Okay. And so people are gonna hear more about that uh, during the joint meeting, uh, the need for schools, what that's being based on. It is low growth projections or what the school board has used. So it's using low growth projections, which has been fairly accurate in past years. So it's a conservative approach to when we need more schools. Okay. So, But that's that's coming. Okay. Um, well. And I think where there will be is a, uh, a new elementary school and then expansions to our existing three high schools. Okay. And So that over the next five or ten years, you'll hear more about that, I'm sure.
0: All right. What else is going on?
1: You know, just some things outside of, I guess, the Board of Supervisors uh, meetings and things. I've continued to meet with groups throughout the community. I continue to just be amazed with the quality of people and their enthusiasm for James City County and their love of the area. We ran into a couple last evening that had been here 50 years who just talked about it being a great place, and they have seen it change, and they still are excited. And they're involved in the community, but we just happened upon them in an ice cream shop that Monique and I walked into the other night. Uh, Very nice conversation, and uh, those folks are very representative people that I I continue to stumble in whether they know I'm the county administrator mm-hmm. or not. So I think that speaks really well for the people that are here, that how they treat people they know or don't know in the community. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to commend our community for doing there such you. a nice job of that. Uh, I did have an opportunity to go to the Jamestown Settlement, where they had opened their Tenacity uh, exhibit, exhibit, which is there for a period of time. And what I would encourage people to get out there, as a James City County resident, uh, you have free access to the Jamestown uh, Settlement property. Yeah. And so it's a real asset to go out there and take a look. And, The Tenacity uh, exhibit is really meant to highlight the women of Jamestown Colony Uh and and their role in it. And it's not terribly well documented. And what you find is they have a a lot of names. And with some of the names, they know what happened to those people over Mm. time. With many of them, they just don't. They know they came. They know they were here a few years. But then the records of them, they just aren't finding them yet. So it's still a very... Uh, touching exhibit, very thoughtful and very well done, and I would encourage people to take a look. and It's there for a while, so you don't mm-hmm. have to go in December, uh, <laughs> but you don't want to wait a year or two and then uh, miss miss right. the opportunity to see it. So I would encourage that. And then along the same lines, we had an opportunity. Um, Dr. McLennan, our board of supervisor member, and myself went out and met with Dr. Uh, James Horn who's the lead archaeologist now at the Rediscovery Jamestown uh, side. And uh, he walked through the site with us, showed us their museum, which are really artifacts, and not mentioned all the artifacts that total in the millions of artifacts uh-huh. that have pulled out of the site, talked about the archaeology, talked about the digs that are going on and the number of things. And residents can come out and actually talk to the archaeologists while they're doing their work, which I think is really an interesting experience for those that want to know what's going on and why. Right. Uh, the one thing I hadn't really thought of or considered is that archaeology gets better and better, as technology gets better and better. So they work really hard to dig a site and get what they can from it, but to also put it sort of back together and leave it so that as technology gets better, they can figure out more things in future years. And I guess that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I had never really thought of it that way. And so they're working towards a lot of activity in the summer of of 2019. So you will talk more about that in future podcasts. Uh, But I would just encourage the community to be aware and pay attention and try to be part of what's going on here. Uh, I think it's in July 2019, it will be significant in terms of the Jamestown settlement and the work that's going on out there. So pretty exciting and pretty interesting to have that close by.
0: Yeah, we are very fortunate. And I think something people need to know is that the state side, um Jamestown Yorktown Foundation that owns the settlement, er, yes. that is the one that we can go to for free as residents. Okay, good. The islands one, Jamestown Rediscovery, is a national park system, I believe. But they have free days. And I think they have four free days a year. And they're also not in December. So people (laughs) should look for that information. Yeah, I appreciate
1: the clarification. Mm -hmm. I did know that. I've heard that a time or two. But I think we can't say that enough to help people understand what's free all the time and then what's free sometimes. So I appreciate that clarification in that as well. Something that
0: we say at our house is boats or bones, because the state one is the boats. All right. And bones with the archaeology is Very the central one. It's mm-hmm. what we do. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just a little tidbit for That's the
1: day. That's right. That's right. You know, other things, I did go out and visit our. Um, uh, JCSA or our Sewer Authority employees. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Doug is their their general manager, works for the board, so those employees don't work directly for me. Uh, But I did appreciate Doug allowing me to come out and just talk with his staff. I think they're integral into what we do as a county and important for the community. Absolutely. And and I wanted them to at least have an opportunity to form an impression of me and me form an impression of them. And and they're folks that behind the scenes are working day and night, cold and hot, out there when the water's off, fixing it for those of us that want that service which are most of us water and sewer absolutely and and again so that was a really good meeting for me as well in terms of just other groups within the community um had the opportunity to attend the uh, city of Williamsburg state of the city last night I thought they did a really nice job of putting they had a great uh, audience there and a fairly easy uh, mingling time ahead of it, and about mm-hmm. a thirty-minute presentation where each of uh, their mayor and council members had some comments to share, mm-hmm. which I thought was uh, an interesting way and a good way to do that. And then at the end of their meeting, uh, they did make a motion and appointed Andrew Trivette as their, who's their interim city manager, as okay. their city manager. And I will say, uh, Andrew's been extremely helpful to me of giving me the backstory and history, and I've enjoyed working with him these first two months. And uh, so I want to congratulate him and and look forward to many years of working together. And Andrew probably said it best. Uh, himself is this his first job where he is a city manager he's been assistant in a number of areas and to start out in williamsburg is quite a a story it's going to be hard to beat that so i think he's really excited to be here and again i just want to congratulate him and look forward to to working uh, together with him in the years to come he's been a big help to me so far very good um we did hold our business uh, celebration uh, uh A month or so ago, Mm -hmm. we recognized H&H Medical as our 2018 Captain John Smith Award winner. Uh, They were really excited to be there. I had not had a a chance to meet them before, Uh, but their president, Paul Harder, invited us to come out and take a look. And so Jason Purst, our assistant county administrator, and I went out there a week or so ago, uh, looked through their facility. Pretty amazing what they're doing here in James City Mm -hmm. County, and they moved their business from Gloucester here some years ago. And they're doing primarily medical packaging for supplies to be used in the field by our military personnel. So they're yeah. compressing it. One is high quality products, some of which they've developed, some of which they bring in, but they are compressing it into packs that can then be easily carried and used to address everything from simple injuries to pretty significant things where you may have a bullet hole through your chest and mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to get somebody stabilized so you can get them back. And it's pretty um, amazing to me to see that going on here right. to help our country really worldwide and, and uh, provide that service to our troops. So I'm pretty proud to have that group here in James City mm-hmm. County and, and Paul Hart. their president uh, couldn't be more excited to be a winner of our award but also to showcase what his business is doing and and something that they started many years ago that's grown into a successful business here so we wish them much uh, future success they seem to think they were going to have more work coming i hope that to be true we'll work with them all we can on the economic development side to make that that go forward for them absolutely very good So a couple of final things. Mm -hmm. Um, I I do serve as our Virginia Peninsula Regional Jail Board as a board member there. So I've had a couple of meetings there. Uh, I don't know all about the jail other than I've been to the facility a couple of times. As a
0: guest or as a... I've I've
1: been as a board member. Oh, as a board member. I just needed to clarify. uh, Yeah, well, as a board member a couple of times. And I I do plan to go back and tour the jail. I've not done that yet. Uh, But our superintendent... Tony Pham has been there, I think, a little over a year. And Mm -hmm. what I've heard from the other board members, Tony's done a really good job of looking at cost and trying to figure out where, one, we can reduce costs. And he had some areas, particularly in the pharmacy side of things, where he was able to reduce costs in the turn of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then also where he can generate revenue, meaning if we have some empty beds, how does he work it out to be set up so other agencies could bring in their inmates and be in our jail and pay us to be here so that we, as the local governments don't have to carry as much of the burden. And, um, I think he has, but looking at the financials, talking Mm -hmm. with the other board members, he seems to be doing an excellent job on both those fronts. And so I've enjoyed learning about the jail Mm -hmm. and working with our superintendent out there. And, uh, just wanted to mention, I do think they're providing a a needed service and looking after uh, the community to the best they can. So I just want to commend him for that. Um, and what else? That might be all of the lists that I brought for you today. You had a good list.
0: That's a lot of good information.
1: Well, might be more than folks want to know, but you know, it's one of those balancing things of trying to say enough to make it interesting. And if they have questions and we haven't answered it, you know, I certainly would ask them to give us a call or find us on the, through email or however they can get to mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. and we'll be happy to try to, to answer their question.
0: Absolutely. And the website for people at home is www.jamescitycountyva.gov. And that while you're there, I'm going to go ahead and plug the podcast if I can. Yeah, sure. While you're there, you can find our podcast at the forward slash podcast and you can leave us ideas for future shows. Let us know if you like this video thing or not, if we need to expand this. We'll see how that goes. So, as you know, I have a couple questions I have to ask you Great. that have nothing to do with anything we've talked about so far. Okay. Now we're being videoed. So, If you really don't like a question, you can just say, "Mm -mm," and I'll just move on to the next one. Okay. We can (laughs) have like a... Sounds great. Sounds great. But they're not bad. They're easy. But they're controversial. All right. Okay. Especially the first one. First one deals with pizza. Hmm. Okay. What has to be on a pizza for you?
1: You know, that's easy. I have... My mother taught me to eat whatever was put in front of me. So okay. for me, if I have cheese pizza, that's great. Mm-hmm. If I have a pizza where you can't see the cheese, that's great. Okay. Um, if I have a preference, I'm pretty simple. Pepperoni mushroom is where I would choose. Okay. But if you put a slice of pizza in front of me, it's going to, I'm going to eat it. It doesn't, okay. doesn't matter. So
0: now here comes the controversial part. All right. Pineapple.
1: You know, I've had it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. Would I eat it again? I would. You're okay. talking about pineapple on pizza, yes. I'm sure. Yes. All right. Well, very good. Now I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh, I probably wouldn't push that on everybody else because I'm not sure everybody is. But for me, that that's okay.
0: All right. Well, good. Now we know. Now we know. You know. All right. Second question. I think it's more important. It deals with zombies. Oh, great. Yes. Okay. So there is going to be a zombie invasion that's going to come to James City County. And we have to prepare. Great. And you have to set up your zombie team of who you're going to have there on the front lines with you. Battling the zombies, okay? Now, these folks can be real. They can be cartoon folks. They can be living. They can be dead. Completely up to you. So who would three people, name three people for your zombie team
1: Oh my goodness What a tough question You know <laughs> You get into one, all these that. things And superheroes And yeah. all that kind of oh, stuff You yeah. yeah, need our police chief Because I need somebody Who knows the lay of the land Right That's Even, even with a superhero I need somebody locally So yes. I definitely bring the chief in And then he can have his resource Where I need him okay. Always a fan of the Hulk You know oh. he, he hadn't met had a zombie Or anything That seemed to bother him At all okay. And so I'd take him along And then I think I like Wonder Woman Maybe i can get something Out of these zombies And what they've done Or do And she's been pretty tough When she's had to fight yes. as well So if I had to have three I think those those would be my three.
0: Wow! Great job.
1: You know, there'll be opinions will vary <laughs> on that, but uh, put on the spot uh, in this moment, those three would work for me. I,
0: I think you did a good job.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Well, Scott, thank you so much for coming back. And we're going to hopefully have you back next month. No,
1: with- I, I expect to be back on a pretty regular good. basis. Um, and then yeah, I would tell everybody it's the holiday season. Uh, please look after one another. Enjoy the holidays. A lot of good things going on in the community. Uh, really kicking off this December 1st weekend. I know there are a lot of activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so enjoy the holidays mm-hmm. with friends and family, but also look after your friends and neighbor. I think that's always an important message for us to remember. Not everybody it's a happy time for most, but not everybody, and right. we need to just be mindful of that and help those others where we can. So uh, happy to come back anytime, and I really appreciate you having me today.
0: Great. Thanks so
1: much. All right,
0: well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, take a moment to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we will talk with you next week.